So they pretty much use the native TikTok, the text to voice feature mm. of like top five scenes from Anola Holmes too. So they used essentially the native text features in there and the voice, uh, but they've used shots from the movie mm. that people thought were some great scenes from the movie essentially. And Netflix got a huge amount of engagement from that and people watched the movie because of that mm. TikTok. Oh, it's a great example, man. It's a great example. Because it's not just take the trailer, cut it, and yeah, put it yeah. there in short form, but use something like, you know. Welcome to Inbound Buzz. I'm joined once again, not by Mr. Tony Cow, but by the lovely Elena. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. It's our first time doing Inbound Buzz together. So right, super excited. Right. So you did, you did a uh, collaboration with Marketing on marketing mentors, right? Okay, mm. but not on that. But yeah, you're right. It's the first time we're doing it. So I don't know what it is with Tony. He's, uh, obviously, Tony had his baby. He's at home today. But the reason why we actually had Elena on the show today is you were a special guest at the, what was it? TikTok? What was it called? TikTok For You Summit 2023 in Australia. Yeah, yeah. So we got some uh, fresh from the horse's mouth insights. Elena's going to share with us. What's the latest in TikTok, algorithm, updates, features? So for anyone into short form content or TikTok, this is definitely one not to miss. But before we get there, uh, what's making news today, Elena? What's in our news buzz today? Uh, well, first thing on the list is OpenAI is enabled by ChatGPT again. So Bing Web Browser plugin um, is being used again for ChatGPT after three months in the dark. So lead us away. Maybe. Yeah, so this one's really, really interesting because uh, they had a plugin with Bing on ChatGPT, but they uh, back in July, but then they turned it off, and there was a couple of reasons for that. But Christine, who is part of our HubSpot team and AI team as well, she was telling us one of the reasons why they took it down is people were abusing it to get past paywalls, mm. like on Sydney Morning Herald or New York Times or whatever. Um, so they just had to fix that. But now it's back. So that, of course, means that it can, ChatGPT can give you results beyond its data training mining cutoff in September 2021 and provide links to real current day world, um, you know, facts and stuff. So, like, if you want to know who won the Super Bowl this year, it's not going to say, oh, my data is only limited to 2021. So that's really, really cool. Uh, I mean, the key thing here, though, like, keeping in mind, just because it actually, it's like Google, like garbage in, garbage out, like, just because now it can search Bing. It doesn't mean it's factual. So this is something we see stump up our clients all the time, right, Elena? Like, yeah, it's it's one of the reasons why sometimes uh, not that AI content can can get pinged. Like, if it's overly AI, Google's probably not going to like it. But why it just doesn't resonate? All people get in hot water, um, you know, for using that. Uh, but yeah, so there's that. I mean, the last point on that was that if you are, by the way, so what they've actually done is so if you have a membership site or you have like a paywall or whatever, and you don't want ChatGPT to kind of go through the code and find it for someone, they have said that you can update your robot.txt file to allow and disavow ChatGPT from certain sections of your site. So at least they're helping people there. We do have a uh, guide on how to do that in our show notes. And so if you want to see Elena's face and my face in our new studio, by the way, we're in our new office. So for viewers of the show, <laughs> you'll notice it's a little bit different. We're our new office. If you want to see that, head to redpandas.com.au forward slash EP146. Anything else on that from your side, Elena, before we move on? No, it's great to see that it's back and good to see that they're helping companies that don't want people to go through their 
uh, paywall to be able to see inside there. So at least that there's that, but obviously it's not automatic. So uh, you might want to look into that to make sure that yeah, your robot text is updated. One could argue that it should be automatic, mm-hmm. but anyway, that's fine. But yeah, we've got some more AI news. What's what's more? What's next? Uh, next is Meta uh, has an AI assistant which uses Microsoft Bing search results. So this is a new conversational assistant that you can interact with like a person, they say. Um, so why should we care about this? It essentially integrates uh, Meta with Bing uh, for real-time conversational information. Much like the chat GPT and Bing um, collaboration, this in theory should provide better chat results via the conversational search, but much like Moby said, uh, gotta be careful because you never know what people are actually releasing online and how true it is. Uh, But the very interesting thing about this is they have 28 additional AIs that are coming out with unique personas based on celebrities, including Tom Brady, Snoop Dogg, Paris Hilton, and Mr. Beats in the coming months. So do you know how that would work? Like, what's the idea? The idea is you could interact with a Snoop Dogg AI. Yeah, essentially. That's pretty cool. I it mean, is pretty People are going to make content out of interacting with these things. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's going to get really There's already <laughs> some live GIFs um, that are going from this. So let's see how it goes when it's coming out in a few months. Yeah, yeah, of course. Cool. And our last one, and this is actually a really, really good segue to our featured buzz, but TikTok recently shared new notes on maximizing ad effectiveness. Now, why I found this one interesting, Elena, is that, so essentially they released some notes on how advertisers can actually have more effective ads. And they shared some insights and the equation on how to do that. But when you look into it, it actually is not just for ads. It's a really good guide on how to make viral TikTok posts or posts that get more engagement. So just to kind of explain it, like there's a long ass article, we'll link to it in the show notes as well, but they talk about the difference between attention and engagement and how it fits into the equation. So attention is the degree to which you are like, to how attention is, I guess, what hooks you, what grabs you. Like if you're exposed to advertising, exposed to a TikTok, like does it actually grab you? But engagement is different. They say, we, you know, it's not good to use those interchangeably. When we talk about engagement, TikTok is saying it's about, it expands on the attention side and includes our brain's processing power and reaction to the ad. In summary, it kind of goes on a little bit more and it talks about the fact that if you want to look at it as a simple, as a simple equation, it's attention times resonance equals engagement. So how you grab them and hook them, how you sort of relate with them gives you the engagement. So if we break down a little bit further and they did this via some research, they found that if you feature real people, your engagement goes up by 9%. If you remix a trend, it can go up by 14%. And if you craft a creative story, so use some storytelling principles, up by 16%. So you add all of that up, you're looking at 10, 20, 30, like, you know, 40% difference in your engagement just by following this principle of, you know, attention times resonance equals engagement. I guess this is where they're kind of getting their um, ROI numbers from, which we'll go into a bit later uh, when I talk about the For You Summit. Uh, But besides the ROI, it kind of ties into what they also highlighted in the summit, which is um, TikTok's really easy to use. And they use the three R's, which is remix, uh, recut, and reimagine. 
which is pretty much what you just said uh, with those percentages. Yeah, yeah, we'll dive into those because it's like, it's an interesting, they're sharing that research at an Australian event with advertisers. And this is the thing, like you think about it, but like, why would they help advertisers? Well, they want advertisers, they want good advertisers. They will let you put crap up there, right? They'll let you put up, I've seen like just JPEGs with a bit of music in the background, not even cropped to a portrait size. That you like, just like on Facebook, yeah, you, you can put it, but the cost per click is going to be really high. The engagement is going to be bad. It's probably not going to be great for your brand either. So they want good advertisers and they're giving tips um, to help there. So specifically with ads, it does go further. Specifically with ads, it talks about the fact that 50% of the impact from a TikTok ad is in the first two seconds and 90% is in the first six seconds. So these long ass intros, even things like, forget intros, right? Like people listening now, you know, you know, the intelligent people listening to the show, everyone knows you don't have long intros, but even like, hi there, how's it going? Boom, you've already lost them. Yeah. Like get straight into it, right? They also spoke about the trade-off with engagement versus, you know, stickiness with an ad. And what we found, we've spoken about this in previous episodes, and I found this on my own TikTok, longer videos get more engagement now. Mm. You know, one minute plus videos are really, really good for native content. Uh, but with ads, they're saying, you know, it's better to keep them a little bit shorter, uh, People pick up on the fact they're ads and they kind of drop off. So, but yeah, but that's that's that. Um, I guess that's a really good segue to the event you went to, right? Yeah, Onto it our is. Featured buzz. It was it was very fun. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about it. So, like you were explaining it to me before, and Linda was talking because you you took Linda as well there, and just talking about the event. Like it sounds like there was a lot going on. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Like Guy Sebastian was there. You know, tell me about it. So, yeah, there was a lot going on at the event. Uh, I guess it started with a welcome to country, which was very beautifully done. They had essentially uh, their backdrop for the stage was like phones. So they had like uh, six very long screens. They acted like phones during the event, uh, which at times was a great thing and a super interactive and engaging thing like in the um, introduction to country. But then at other points when we went through the case studies, it was a little bit distracting. So is it behind, you're saying it was behind them on the stage? Yeah, yeah, it was like the backdrop. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like sensory overload, right? Like it was crazy. a little bit of a sensory overload, especially yeah. when you're trying to pay attention to the case studies and some of the great people that appeared there, like Uber and you see and like TikToks in the back. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, they're like GIF uh, TikToks that are like on repeat and I'm like trying to listen to what they're saying and I'm just like, that is so distracting. <laughs> yeah, right. Hopefully they learn a few things from there. Okay, awesome. Yeah, cool. So um, you, you spoke a little bit about this earlier. So obviously, they sp- and we're going to cover this today features tips uh, a whole bunch of stuff but you started talking about the three r's let's go into that a little bit deeper what are the three r's and what does it mean for tiktok so the three r's are recut remix and reimagine so recut is using your like tvcs so the thing the footage that you use for your usual ads so whether that's on tv or on digital media like youtube or other things so you've specifically already obviously uh filmed that footage and you're using it in other locations so and not recutting just ads, it. right Lena's like could even be just videos yeah just yeah, videos yeah. that you film but things. not for purpose of tiktok you've filmed it in a format that was supposed to be for something else um so repurposing those is recutting essentially cutting it using it either like the um, music that is on tiktok that is trending um or you know there's remix which is you're using the trending 
That's the second R. Yeah. Yeah, that's the second R. So using the trending either voiceover, so like, you know. Like that robot voice, you know. Yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you know? Uh, I think we all know that voice or like using text to speech and using some maybe some footage that you filmed live or maybe using some footage that you already recut um, and reimagining is doing it completely raw like for purpose yeah. of TikTok like they talked about some uh, people who did a production that was specifically for TikTok where they specifically shot uh, a TV series that was supposed to go like on the internet but also specific shots for TikTok where they're promoting that uh, video series which mm-hmm. um, became a huge trend. Did they have whether they had or any, whether you have any tips in your head for recutting because and I like how you explained that. And I like how that's how they showed the audience because, you know, hey, if you haven't done anything, you know, just recut what you have and then yeah. remix and then reimagine. So do you have any, again, tips, any, anything they shared or anything that comes to your mind? One obvious one would be obviously, but let's not, there's always someone, let's not state the obvious or let's state the obvious is don't have like the video in landscape, like obviously crop yeah. it for portrait, but any other ideas to recut existing media? Yeah, I think the great example that they used is the Enola Holmes 2 movie. So they pretty much use the native TikTok um, voice of like the voice to text, the text to voice feature Mm. of like uh, top five scenes from uh, Enola Holmes 2. So they used essentially the native uh, text features in there and the voice. Uh, but they pretty much used shots from the movie mm. that people thought were some great scenes from the movie, essentially, which is a good way to recut it. And Netflix got a huge amount of engagement from that. And people watched the movie because of that mm. TikTok. Oh, that's a great example, Lena. That's a great example. Because it's not just take the trailer, cut it and yeah, put it yeah. there in short form, but use something like, you know, you know, top five scenes from Enola Holmes. Yeah. And like, it feels real because, and I love that fact. And this is why it possibly resonates. One of the reasons is because you and I can use those, right? You and yeah, I can exactly. use those. I've never used that voice. Maybe I should, but we can use those on our TikToks. And then people see them, see big brands. It actually makes it more relatable, kind of. Yeah, it makes the big brands that are, you know, these corporations that like users sometimes find it hard to relate to. Mm. It like brings them down to scale of like doing things that actually creators and like normal people are doing on TikTok. Mm -hmm. What about any, uh, for the reimagine, like the third art, reimagine, was there anything else cool that you saw? um, I think it was... um, the campaign that I was telling you about, it's like about um, like this underwear for period specifically. Mm-hmm. So they did a whole like TV series that was based for like online, but they also filmed it specifically for TikTok. So they shot it in the frame for the TikTok and then they obviously stitched it together to create a very fast version of the show, mm. uh, but summed up into the 60 seconds that they had available. But that through that, they saw an upbeak of people watching the show. That's crazy. Yeah, awesome. Cool, cool. All right, so the other really, really cool stuff is case studies, right? So you shared some mm. really cool case studies. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is Uber, and I find this really, really funny. But I'll, let, let me, I'll let you start. Talk to us just for overview what they were talking about as as far as where Uber has gone. Uber has gone in their journey. 
Yeah, I mean, they mentioned a lot of the things that I just talked about. So remix, uh, recut and reimagine. I think they tested and learned and grew from that. Uh, so the messages that we walked away from from Uber is essentially test and learn, be bold, be raw and authentic. Like it doesn't have to be high quality. It just needs to be like creative and mm. like use the things that TikTok has natively. And they said essentially that um, they made a lot of mistakes when they first started. Which I love that. Yeah, so yeah, talk to us about that. And I'm, I love how they address that. So the, the mistakes. The, um, I believe his name is uh, Andy. Uh, he's the director of marketing and he was talking about this really cringe, uh, TikTok that they put out, um, with this white guy talking about how, like making Uber, what, how much he makes on Uber when he first started out. And he was like shocked at how, the amount he was making. And that was like, kind of like to initiate people like signing up to yeah, work yeah. for Uber. Uh, and apparently it worked well for them. But it was so cringeworthy, and he even like points out how much uh, how much he cringed rewatching it. Yeah, yeah. See, I I love this, and what one thing when you told me that, Elena, I'm like, um, I'm like, oh, Elena, you probably don't know, like one of the TikToks I did. So one of the ones, the segments that Tony and I did was we actually did, uh, can we fix it on TikToks ads? And we, I loved it when you told me that because we had the exact same thought. Like we analyzed the ad was so cringy. Like I spoke about so. On, on my TikTok, it kind of it had like 50,000 views, went semi-viral. I had a lot of people kind of going back and forth because the whole point was, and I, look, to be honest, I was trying to be a bit controversial, but I do, I do believe this. Not that it was racist, but like we're in Sydney, right? We are in Sydney. Most Uber drivers in Sydney are from the South Asian community, right? I'm, I'm South yeah. Asian background too. There's nothing wrong with it. It is white people. Everyone does it, right? But there's a lot of South Asians do it, right? Mm -hmm. And the ads, white guys, the guy was like, I'm a watch guy, so I can tell watches, was wearing a really nice, like a Breitling or Rolex or something. Um, then you go on their website, the landing page, all white guys, like, okay, fine, I get it. White guys drive Uber, but like representation matters, like resonate. But I, I loved how they were actually authentic and were honest about the fact that that ad actually didn't. Now, this is the thing, Elena, they're Uber. They can do any ad. And they're going to do relatively well because they have so much brand exposure. Mm. They have so much money. But it obviously wasn't doing as well as they should. No, actually, because it was so cringe, it did really well. Right. Okay. So that's another lesson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's a risky one, but that's yeah, a risky. But before that ad, they did very high production ads. So for them, that was a huge risk and he didn't want to go through with it. Yeah. And they did. It did well, but what? did even better is what they produced afterwards what because they, they what they learned from it because then they started seeing the comments uh below the tiktok and seeing what other people produced from watching that ad mm. and that's how they kind of scaled their tiktok model and how they're so successful on tiktok now yeah um you were talking about the experience of the drivers so now the ads aren't like those ads, but they're mm. from the experience of the drivers and the customers. Yeah. It's a lot more authentic. It's a lot more like uh, user curated content. Yeah. I love that. This just reminds me, even someone like Uber, they probably paid a lot of money to a big brand agency to do something that's looked, you know, UGC. That even them, they have all these resources, all these brand, all these brains, whatever, even they have to test and learn. 
So who are we to not test and learn? We have to know and be humble that it's going to take a minute. Um, cool. So talk, there was another one, right? Uh, Guzman Y. Gomez. Is that how you say it? G-Y-G? Uh, no, place? they taught us how to say it and I already forgot. Oh, did they? Right. Uh, I think let's just go with G-Y-G for now because okay. I feel the, like it's easier. So for anyone who doesn't have G-Y-G where they're listening, it's like a Mexican taco burrito type of place, right? Like yeah, a taco bell yeah. Type of, yeah, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, honestly, that was one of the more fun case studies that right. came on. She was so, um, authentic and lovely and like just funny in general. Uh, her name was Lara. She's the chief marketing officer. Um, and she was just great. Even like from the get go, when she went on stage, she just lit it up. She was like, I have notes here, but it's not because I don't know what I'm saying. It's more because I know I'm going to over talk. Which is great. Um, that already like lightened up the mood and just her she whole presence. Yeah. You can see um, where the branding comes from. It comes from the top and it trickles down. And it, that is like the GYG, um, I guess, tone of voice and personality. And she said like their first um, TikToks, they were awful. But now like they're looking at uh, people under the GYG tag, like what they're mm. posting. Um, she shared with us that. <laughs> In the last week, she spent 17 hours on TikTok, just going through and like replying to people's messages, like seeing what their comments are. Like that's where their content really comes mm. from, actually interacting with their users, which is great to see. Um, and like answering questions that people ask about GYG. Like they did a series uh, recently about um, like key questions that people ask like where the name comes from like what the logo the, the messaging behind the logo or like what the logo is it's actually half cut lime uh, for those that you didn't know um, and like using what people are doing on TikTok so like creating filters for them to like see like um, what their favorite GYG meal is like you know the ones that you like use your head yeah, yeah use yeah, your head yeah. for so they're really interacting with the community and they're really seeing what people actually respond to and they say even now like it's a hit or miss like you need to keep testing yeah TikTok keeps changing like our online environment keeps changing I mean like that's the same with marketing uh really it's about a test and fail model and sometimes the same thing that you did like a few months ago might not work now. It's just seeing what the trends are and what people are actually interacting with. Yeah, and so true. Some great learnings from her, honestly. So as you're saying that, like my TikTok blew up a couple of years ago, and then I got really lazy, just the business and whatnot. Like I was going up by five, six thousand views at a time, uh, followers at a time, and then I just stopped. And I stopped for months, Elena. I stopped mm. for months, uh, and not being on TikTok for three, four months at a time. It's like being away from it for a year or two because then I came back and the same shit didn't work anymore. I'm like, oh, I got this, you know, I know how to... Because back then when I started 15 seconds, if you could master 15 seconds, you were crushing it. Now it's longer form. So I feel like I'm relearning. But you're right, you got to be there. you got to be doing this stuff as well. I think she also highlighted the three Vs of being on TikTok, which is provide value, volume, and have velocity. So like keep that traction going. Mm-hmm. So value, volume, and velocity, keep it going. Yeah, great advice. Last thing I'll say on this is if you're not a big brand, you can still do what this you know person from GYG did. Uh, and Gary Vee used to talk about this. Gary Vee, the, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, that guy when he had his father's wine business, 
he used to go into Twitter and if someone was talking about red wine, Merlot, all this stuff, he'd just jump in conversations. It's not like they were searching for his dad's business. So say you're in manufacturing or plumbing or planting or whatever, right? Podcasting gear. You can search for those things and interact with people, interact in the comments and see what's trending. So that strategy works for everyone. Cool. All right. Awesome. Let's um let's end it with some features, right? So because there's some really exciting features. They shared a lot of stuff, and I think some of it's a bit of noise. But you know, the, let's talk about some of the best ones. Um, mm. Talk to us about TikTok polls. What's TikTok polls? So TikTok poll, polls, <laughs> TikTok polls <laughs> is uh, a brand suitable ad replacement that places you immediately after the top 4% of trending content. Uh, and that's shaped by culture across like 12 different lineups. So like pets and animals, gaming, sports and recreation, whatever one of the 12 that uh, your video falls into the category. If you're using TikTok Pulse, your ads go after the first top 4% mm. of the trending TikToks. That's really cool. So, yeah, because I was trying to ask him, like, what's the difference? Like, it's going to go after all TikToks. But no, what you made me realize, it's actually the top 4%. So In the category. In that category. If it's engaging and it's going viral right now, like say it's a beauty, beauty and fashion is one of the categories and you're in beauty and fashion. You know, we've got clients in that area. They should be using this and align their ads to whatever. Now, if they're just repurposing like what you were saying, great. But if they actually kind of implement something from what's trending, then even better. Although it would be a bit hard though, because you don't know which ones you could jump on in the category, right? So it'd be hard no, to- No, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, okay. I guess just do a good, good ad then. Uh, cool, all right, awesome. The next one is brand admission. Like this took me like five minutes to get my head around. So maybe you can explain to me what brand admission is <laughs> and the creator, maybe start with the creator marketplace now. Yeah, that's what I was together. gonna start with. So to TikTok has a creator marketplace, which uh, some of you may know, some of you may not know. So that's where essentially people uh, like brands uh, essentially go in and post essentially a an, a, brief? A, a brief for uh, a UGC content provider mm. to give them some content that they can use in their ads. Now, So finding influencers essentially. Yeah, so yeah, finding influencers. But uh, the catch with the creator marketplace is that you have to have at least 10,000 followers to be eligible to uh, be on the TikTok creator marketplace and be able to submit your videos. Now, Brand Mission, which has recently come out, is an industry-first ad solution that enables advertisers uh, to crowdsource. So it's kind of like crowdfunding, but mm. for ads. Um, and it allows creators who have over a thousand followers but less than 10,000 followers to submit uh, their content uh, to a top performing So it opens agency. you up to a lot more creators and micro-influencers yeah. are always cheaper. Um, I mean, we've been saying this for years actually, like it's actually better to get 10 micro-influencers than one big influencer because they don't, big influencers don't tend to care. The micro-influencers tend to have a little bit more they just work harder. They have a lot more engagement. So I guess it just opens you up to a lot more, doesn't it? Yeah, and they they seem more passionate. If they're submitting their videos, they're more likely that they actually love your product yeah. or what you're doing and your services. And as a creator, I've done a couple, um, like really small ones, like $500 posts, right? Um, people ask me to do something for 100 bucks. I'm like, look, listen, 
I don't say this, but I'm, I'm busy. I'm like, look, I'll do it for 500. And sometimes they say yes. <laughs> so I've done it. And it's really, as the, on the creator side, you get the brief. Uh, the, this are some tips I'll share from being on the other side, right? The ones that are really, really good are the ones that they let the creator have creative expression and freedom. Mm. I've worked with, and I won't say who, I worked with a big brand a couple of years ago. And Elena, they gave me such constraints and I, I remember not just me like they worked with a bunch of influencers i remember thinking you guys are paying influencers like let us do what we do mm-hmm. don't try to make us do it a certain way like i want to do some really um not raw but really like ugc style with my iphone or with on the podcast and they're like oh maybe you could do it more like this or like i'm like oh, fine whatever in the end so don't do that with the briefs that i've um had really good like interactions with and they make for really good clients. It's like, look, use your creative expression. If you want to use our, so I did one for Miro, which is on my TikTok, uh, one for some other tool, document tool. They're like, look, you don't ha- it doesn't have to be the hero of your story. Maybe you can just mention it, but we, you know, please mention this one thing mm. or um, use this hashtag or something. Like they really loose guidelines. And I think that's where you got to do because people see through that shit. We see through it as consumers. Yeah, definitely. The best UGC content is when the user drives the content. Exactly. It's in the name. It's in the name. Uh, so the final one, the final uh, key feature, what was uh, something else that you found you thought was interesting? Uh, the video shopping ads on the For You page. So it's pretty much like what you see on Instagram at the moment so that you you can purchase directly from Instagram. It mm. has a, a Shop Now link. Um which is great, but now it's in video form. So if you're, whether it's for fashion or makeup, you can actually do like a mini tutorial video for it and someone can actually buy that product. So great feature to have. Uh, And actually the next feature ties into it, which is a post-purchase survey. So um, the post-purchase survey allows your customers to send in videos of how they're reacting post-purchase. That's so cool. Which is, I feel like, is a great tool. Um, They showed one by... Udi? Yeah, Udi. Yeah, those big oversized Udi type things. Yeah, Yeah, so the content that was created by the consumers uh, pretty much post-purchase surveying the product, using it, washing it, like what the experience is like on all sides, which I feel like comes for great content and you can use that yeah. in organic and ads because people are actually using their so product natural. and giving your their natural reaction to it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, thanks, Elaine. I think that was a lot. That's We're, we're going to call this our TikTok masterclass ads, <laughs> examples, best practices. Um, any passing thoughts before we wrap it up? Yeah, I think uh, the only thing that I'll end on is that Guy Sebastian performed uh, after the TikTok live event. So for anyone who tuned in for the TikTok live event, uh, you missed out because I Sebastian didn't miss played. out anything because like it's Guy Sebastian, <laughs> whatever. No, hey, you know, but it's Guy Sebastian. Come on, it was like Dr. Dre or Snoop Dogg. Oh, please, you would have loved it. We both know. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> thanks elena guys if you enjoyed that please make sure you uh like wherever you're seeing this video it's on youtube leave a comment if you're on itunes and we'll join you again for another episode of inbound buzz thanks for listening to inbound buzz learn anything return the favor by spreading the word want to make your mark in digital need help with your digital strategy inbound and marketing automation efforts then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another inbound buzz hit